Welcome to the 21st episode of Mr. Schindler's Neighborhood. This episode, you will get a student interview with one of my very own students, Auburn Hintz, talking a little bit about the Duke-UNC um, rivalry. You'll get my or our weekly football picks with Brock Grable, which is changing to the XFL, something we both know nothing about. So it should be interesting. And then we'll have a look ahead to next week for math, uh, Valentine's Day, a review of what we did this week. And we'll have a little talk about our Duke-UNC rivalry because it's, it's a big uh, day on Saturday for me. All right, Mr. Schindler with my student guest this week, who's one of my students, um, Auburn Hintz. One of the main reasons I'm asking her to come on, she comes from uh, a family that's a big Duke family. Um, and for any sports fans, this week is a big week for Duke. Duke plays at North Carolina on Saturday, so it's big rivalry week. Duke-UNC, it's a big rivalry game, so figured I'd bring her on. We could talk a little bit about that. But first, I'll ask you some questions. So, Auburn, how's uh, sixth grade been so far? So we're like halfway through. We're almost done. Um, what's it been like, I guess, coming to the big school? It's been fun. Yeah. Like, it's different than elementary. Totally. And yeah. it's it's just a good transition for you guys to next mm -hmm. year when you're really on your own. So, yeah. um, you know, being a teacher's kid that you are, what has that been like, like, growing up, like, I mean, it's got to be weird right now, because you're not in the same school as dad for, yeah. like, the first time, so uh -huh. what's, what's that been like, just through the years, knowing that dad's in the same building, and now he's not, so, sort of, what's it been like being a teacher's kid? Well, um, it's been, like, like, it's easy to do stuff when I'm at the same school with him, because, like, I can just talk to him and everything, mm -hmm. but now that I'm over here, I don't see him as much, Yeah. so... I like I can't really talk to him. But you probably then so you don't see him as much. So when now when you see him outside of school, like at home at night, you probably appreciate that time more. Yeah. Yeah. Than when you'd see him all the time in school. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and you know what, my kids are gonna go through that because they're yeah. gonna be teachers' kids, and uh, so I'm just curious, like what it's been like. Because now you you left, and he'll call me. You know, he always mm -hmm. calls in and asks and whatnot. So, okay, for as, how long, how long ago did you become a Duke fan? Like when do you remember like cheering for Duke? I. So my dog, mm -hmm. Duke, we got him about two years ago. Okay. And Kellen and my dad, they're like big Duke fans, mm -hmm. so that's how we named him. And then, um, like we just started to like, like they watched a lot of Duke, and then I started watching a lot of Duke. Yeah. So about two years ago, I started like. Really following him. Yeah. But like growing up. It was on. You probably didn't really yeah. pay much attention to it, but like yeah. you were watching Duke a lot. Yeah. You sort of what like happened to me with my brother. He loved Duke, so like when I was a little tyke, I followed my brother what he liked. So like I watched stuff that he watched or had stuff that he had. So like mm -hmm. Duke was just not necessarily forced upon me, but it was in front of me, and that's just what I liked. And um, okay, so you know, North Carolina. What do you think of North Carolina? I do not like right. that. Right. We don't like North Carolina, do we? It's a big... You're either dark blue, Duke blue, or you're yeah. light Carolina blue. So it's a big week. Um, and I always enjoy it just because, you know, if I do make Make-up any... Biggest class. I love this. And do make any Duke comments in class, you know, I'll, you always will say something too because you know what I'm talking about. But um, yeah. yeah, it's fun. So do you think... the boys have a game Saturday? Yeah. Where? Um, Moorhead, I'm pretty sure. Ooh, yeah, they're... Your dad might miss that because I think it's a five o'clock game. So, um, but yeah, I just do you know? Okay, 
you've only been following for a few years, but who's your favorite Duke player that you've liked in the last few years? I like Zion. Yeah, he's the he easy answer for sure. Allen. Grayson Allen? Yeah. Yeah, even though he, yeah, people will rip you for that. But, you know, I love Grayson too. And um, he was a competitor. He did some things he shouldn't have. But, like, mm-hmm. in, the, in the end, the guy just wanted to win. And he tried hard. Yeah. And Zion, you see the back, background of my computer. <laughs> <coughs> Zion is coming. So it's the Game of Thrones winter is coming writing, but it says Zion is coming. And it's a picture of Zion with all the Cameron crazies behind yeah. him. So, yeah. He, I mean, he was awesome. But, you know, I've, I can't. I have so many guys that I like younger like i have my leitner jerseys up on my wall here you know you probably don't even know who that is he's arguably one of the greatest duke players of all time he won two national championships and like four final fours and things like that so but the list goes on and on and coach k is doing such a good job (coughs) excuse me recruiting right now that it doesn't really matter every year it's a they just sort of reload type of thing but it doesn't surprise me you'd say zion but i love that you said grayson because i love grayson he was a competitor um I remember in 2015 when they won the national championship, mm-hmm. he hadn't really played much, and then Coach K inserted him against Wisconsin in the national championship game, and he just went went off a little bit, and that was the momentum they needed. So um, hope that continues. But uh, other than that, you know, I don't want to waste your time here. I just wanted to get you to talk about Duke, and like we said, it's a big week, so I'm going to talk more about it on this podcast later. So, yeah. but uh, anything you want to ask me? Um, how like. When did you start liking Duke? Like as, like what? Well, as long as I remember, Auburn. Like I was young, so I just remember when I was little. Basketball, my brother was watching. It was Duke, you know. Mm-hmm. So then, as I got older, like seven, eight, nine, ten years old, then it was like Duke. I followed Duke. I followed Duke, and then led into more and more. And then now I'm just that annoying Duke fan. So <laughs> you know. Yeah. But that's where it started with my brother, and now my brother hates Duke. I've probably said that ten times on this podcast, but he's now a true, just straight, one hundred percent Gopher fan. And absolutely uh, uh, hates Duke, so it's just funny yeah. how that works. But my dad didn't yeah. like he was he didn't follow his older brother, mm-hmm. so they mm-hmm. hate like. Yeah, and the thing is, I'm not sure why they people don't like Duke. They just don't like. It's like you don't like excellence. That's really what it comes down <laughs> to. I mean, I'm serious. Like people, oh, they lose. You know, yeah, we lose in the first round of the tournament sometimes, second round, mm-hmm. but at least we're making the tournament. Yeah, I can't say the same for North Carolina, and I'll talk more about that later in this <laughs> podcast. So. That's just the thing I think of. I think it's the standard of excellence that they have that makes them great. So, but anyways, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Don't wanna... All right, Mr. Schindler with Brock Grable for our weekly football picks. Um, you know, last week NFL season concluded. Yeah. Uh, we both successfully picked the Chiefs to win <coughs> Super Bowl, and that brought my record to fifty-four and twenty-seven. Your record to 47 and 34, which means I maintain my seven game lead. But we both agreed we're going to start picking XFL games. So, two days ago, roughly, I printed up the XFL schedule, said, hey, start doing your homework, um, figure out what you know about these teams, because we're going to pick them. So, this weekend on Saturday, you got two games. Um, on Sunday, you got two games. So, just to run through the XFL teams, so there's a, two conferences they got the Eastern Conference, the Western Conference, okay? So, the four teams in the Eastern Conference are your. Washington DC Defenders, um, your New York Guardians, your team, who you're gonna just put all your chips in them, which is cool. The St. Louis Battlehawks. Right? Yeah, because Minnesota doesn't have a team, so I'm gonna pick a team to go with. And you like the St. Louis Battlehawks? I guess they're the first team that I started finding out about. So okay. yeah. Cool, and they got you like their uniforms, don't you? Your uniforms are yeah. pretty cool. Uh, the Tampa Bay Vipers. That's the um, the East 
Conference. The Western Conference will consist of the Seattle Dragons, who have cool uniforms, the Los Angeles Wildcats, the Houston Roughnecks, and the Dallas Renegades. I'm actually, so you're putting all your chips in on the St. Louis Blackhawks, or wait, no, yeah, Battlehawks. I'm going to go with uh, the Dallas Renegades. I like them. I looked at the roster a little bit. So Bob Stoops is a former Oklahoma coach. I like him. They got Landry Jones, who's used to quarterback in the NFL. They got Jeff Bidet, who used to play for the Vikings a little bit, speedy wide receiver. So they got some uh, good guys. So that's well, I don't have any, like I said, there's no Minnesota team, so I'm just going to roll with them. But anyway, this weekend, we'll start with Saturday's games, okay? So we're going to pick four games this week. Could make up some ground here. You have the Seattle Dragons at the D.C. Defenders. And once again, I don't know much about this. I'm going to watch these games this weekend, try to figure out the rules. So you and I, this is, we're basically, this is a crapshoot right now. We have no idea what's going on. So yep. who are you taking in uh, Seattle Dragons or the D.C. Defenders? I'm going to take Seattle. Seattle? You know, I'm going to go with the home team on this one. I'm going to take uh, the D.C. Defenders just because I know nothing and they're at home, okay? So then that same Saturday, uh, you have the L.A. Wildcats at the Houston Roughnecks. Who are you taking there? I'm taking Houston. Houston? See, I think I'm going to agree with you on that, so we'll both take Houston. Now, Sunday, you have Tampa Bay Vipers at the New York uh, Guardians. Who you got? Um, I was, well, it's in New York, yeah. but I think I'm going to take Tampa Bay. Okay, you're going to go Tampa. I might as well just stick with all the home teams this week. I'll go with New York. Now, it's funny that we both, you picked St. Louis Battlehawks, and I said, I'm going to cheer for the Dallas Renegades. They actually play on Sunday. So, I'm assuming you're going to pick St. Louis. Yep. Okay. And I'm going to take Dallas. Now, I, it's interesting because I, I, they, they, I, I was reading about it this morning. So, basically, after you score a touchdown, you can go for one from, like, the two-yard line. A two-point conversion from, like, the five, I think. And then you could even get a three-point conversion from the 10-yard line. Like, there's a lot of funky rules. And there's double pass rules. So, I mean, I think it's going to be crazy. I think the first weekend will be nuts just because everyone's going to be trying to figure out how the XFL works. All it's the going to be a rules. lot of flags or Probably, probably. So, um, but we'll continue with that. So, we actually have this going for the next uh, 10 weeks. So, this will take us through April. So, this will be good to have on the podcast. Just will be a chance for you to maybe catch up. So. Yep. All right. Best thing I saw or heard this week uh, just happened this morning, Friday morning. I randomly will do this on a Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. I will have, I'll just pull up a quote and I'll put it on the board. I'll give kids a minute or two, read it, you know, contemplate or decide what does that mean to you like take it right and break it down and tell us what it means to you so the quote so this will double as my quote of the week or uh and then also like the best thing i've heard or seen so the quote today was this at the end of the day who you are is totally and completely up to you and the reason i picked this is because i'm it's stuff that i'm seeing you know in sixth grade and i told him i said a lot of these quotes i pick guys they're relevant to you i think they apply to you guys so and so just hearing what my class had to say and like just the different ways they interpreted this quote that was the best thing I heard like you know at the end of the day who you are is totally completely up to you some people took it as well you know if you're having a bad day at the end of the day that's totally up to you to change your mindset so you don't go to bed mad or you don't go to bed 
you know, on a bad day. Like you make it a good day by ending on a high note. So that that can be interpreted that way. You know, I, I talked about at the end of the day, who you are is totally and completely up to you. Means be you, be who you are, be proud of who you are. And I say a lot of us, we have issues where, you know, we, we want to fit in with other people. So how do we do that? We we act like not not like ourselves, right? We try to be somebody we're not. And at the end of the day, you need to understand who you are. That That is you and that's up to you. Be yourself, be proud of who you are. And if your friends can't accept you for who you are, then are they really your friends is what that comes down to. Um, you know, we also heard too from the classes, uh, like you decide, you know, your attitude, you decide if you're nice to people. And I said, yes, that is true. Like who you are, like if you're a nice person, that's because you made that choice. If you have a great attitude, that's because you made the choice to have that great attitude. So really good discussion in that quote and uh, just fun to hear the way these kids will interpret this and um, something I'm gonna continue doing for sure. Sports this week's gonna focus on tomorrow afternoon's game, I guess evening's game between Duke and North Carolina. Uh, so five o'clock on ESPN. It's Duke at UNC. It's actually the hundredth year of the rivalry, so they'll be celebrating that. And both teams will be wearing um, special uniforms, and they'll only wear them once, just to, um, I guess, remember the hundred years and celebrate the hundred years. So, like I said, I'm going to focus this time talking about this rivalry. Uh, because if anyone comes in my classroom, anyone, I guess if you ever run into me, you, you probably know that Duke basketball is important to me. And I've talked about a lot on here, just how I came to like Duke, because uh, my brother and whatnot, so I'm not going to go on about that. But, you know, it's I eat, sleep, and breathe Duke basketball. I love it. Um, and, you know, you take the bad with the good when it comes to Duke. So, But anyway, like I said, I want to talk about this rivalry. Uh, big one, and growing up, as long as I can remember, I always just loved this rivalry because I always had friends that were UNC fans. You know, that was in high school, that was in junior high, and that was in college. And just, you know, the smack talking you would do with each other leading up to it or the text that you would receive after the game, whether it was good or bad. Um, and it's just fun. I mean, it makes it, makes it fun because you can just, uh, you know, like I said, have fun with your friends, just talk a little trash and all that. But when it comes down to it, like, I get very, very heated about this. Um, and whether I think Duke's better than UNC and whatnot. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, and if anyone listens to this and they're a UNC fan, they'll probably take offense to what I'm going to say, but it's my opinion, and there's some numbers to back it up. So when you talk about, like, the blue bloods of college basketball, you know, you probably mentioned Duke. You're mentioning Kentucky. I think you, I, people would throw North Carolina in there. Um, I guess recently too I mean would you throw Villanova in there maybe um, UCLA back in the day that type of stuff Indiana back in the day too so those are probably you know your blue bloods of college basketball and if in my opinion if you're a blue blood of college basketball there should be no reason um, that you don't make the NCAA tournament to be one of the best 68 teams every year and I went back I did a little research here so in the last 20 years the University of North Carolina, or UNC, has not made the tournament three times. That was 2002, 2003, 2010. Okay, so three times in the last 20 years, they haven't been one of the 68 best teams. But in that span, they won three championships, which is, you know, great. It's awesome. Um, and actually, it's the same amount of championships Duke has won in the last 20 years. So, 
But Duke in the last 20 years, actually I shouldn't even say 20. Duke in the last 20 years, excuse me, has made the tournament every year. There hasn't been a year that Duke hasn't made the tournament. I actually had to go back 25 years to find the last time Duke didn't make the NCAA tournament. That was 1995. So you talk about consistency. You talk about want to be one of the Blue Bloods. Well, if you're one of the Blue Bloods, you, like I said, you got to make the tournament. And Duke hasn't missed the tournament in 25 years. That is consistency. That's like what I said yesterday. It's the standard of excellence. And when I get into arguments with UNC fans, it's that's my argument. Like, well, if you're as great as you guys think you are, then you shouldn't have missed the NCAA tournament three out of the last 20 years. And you know what? If you guys are following college basketball this year, right now North Carolina is sitting at 10 and 12. There is a chance a very good chance they don't make the tournament again this year. Like, I'm sorry, but if you're recruiting the best of the best, you should not have a drop-off like that. Granted, I know there's injuries, but still, that's not the way it should be. So, like, that's why I get heated towards people. Like, they argue Duke-UNC. Yes, Duke will make the tournament. Yes, they will lose the first weekend sometimes and get upset. It happens. But at least they made the tournament. It's the fact that they were considered and that they were honored as one of the 68 best teams. That they were good enough to make the tournament. At least you're giving yourself a chance to win the championship. Or if you don't even make it, what? congrats. You're going to go win the NIT. You're going to go win the College Basketball Invitational. Like That's that's my argument. And that's where I struggle with this UNC-Duke stuff is that I don't believe UNC is on the same level of consistency as Duke or the standard of excellence. Yes, they're a great program, but they're not as great as Duke is. That's what it comes down to. But anyway, enough about that. So now we're looking at the rivalry game. And I found this stat very interesting. And I think I saw this on ESPN last year. But the last 100 meetings of the Duke-UNC rivalry, it is, like, scary. This is scary. The last 100 meetings is split evenly, 50 wins apiece. The last 100 meetings is split evenly in points as well. Each team has scored 7,746 points in the last 100 meetings. That is just crazy. That shows you how close this rivalry is. And I'll tell you this right now. You look at UNC's record, they're 10 and 12, right? Duke's record, they got three losses. Throw the records out the door because this rivalry game, it does not matter how much better one team is than the other. It is always close, and I expect tomorrow to be no different. It's at UNC, it's at the Dean Dome. Um, and you know, Duke's heavily favored, but you know what? They shouldn't be. It's This This isn't a, as good of a rivalry game as you're going to see, and I guarantee it's going to come down the last two minutes of the game. Uh, it's going to be free throw. I have a feeling, you know, it's UNC is going to rise up to Duke's level, and they're going to play him tough. So no matter what, and you got a good old old Roy and uh, Coach K. So excited for the game tomorrow. I just it's crazy that how close this rivalry is. No matter you know how much higher ranked each one team is than the other. So if you got nothing to do tomorrow evening around five, uh, Duke UNC game is on um, at five o'clock on ESPN. So like I said. Uh, Duke, much more consistent than UNC, but come tomorrow, you never know, because it's the battle for Tobacco Road. This week in math, we started off by looking at triangles, um, classifying them, you know, talking about how you can classify them based off their angles, based off their sides. So feel free to ask your uh, son or daughter about the different types of triangles. We talked about those. We looked at how to construct them by uh, making an angle, uh, sliding our protractor over, making the other angle, you know, connecting 
the line segments and so on. So spent the Monday doing that. And then Tuesday, we looked at triangles again and just how many degrees are inside a triangle, 180 degrees. So we looked at that and how if they give you two angles, how do you find what the third angle is? So looked at those relationships. Wednesday, we took a star math test. Uh, I needed to do it again this month. And it was uh, I was happy with the scores from the whole grade. Thursday, which was yesterday because today's Friday, we looked at quadrilaterals, uh, how to classify them, how to find the missing measures. So, you know, just the quadrilateral, we didn't filled out a um, quadrilateral family tree yesterday, which was pretty cool. And like I said, we just use that family tree to help classify the quadrilaterals, which are, you know, four-sided figures, four angles, and inside the angles add up to 360 degrees. So that once again, yesterday they were solving, you know, here are three angles, find the fourth angle, knowing that they add up to 360, so you had to subtract from 360. Today we're going to look at uh, angles of polygons, so the different types of polygons. So I'm talking like, you know, pentagon, octagon, hexagon, all that stuff, nonagon, um, and being able to tell you how many um, degrees are inside each one. So we have a formula which is S equals N times, or N minus 2 times 180. Your S will represent your um, sum of the angles in the polygons. N represents the number of sides. So let's say it's a, an octagon. You would go 8 minus 2. You get 6, then you times that by 180. So that's um, how you would do it. And that's what we'll do today, which will lead us into next week, where we're going to be looking at uh, similar figures. So using ratios to compare uh, similar like squares, similar rectangles, similar triangles, and answering, are they similar? And you'll compare the sides and make a ratio. And if you simplify those ratios down and they're the same in simplest form, they are then similar. And if not, they're not similar. So we'll do that um, Monday and Tuesday next week. Wednesday, we'll review, probably play a little Jeopardy. Thursday, that'll lead us into uh, our Unit 9 test. And then Friday next week, we Valentine's Day. So we do our Valentine's Day party in the afternoon. And then um, in the morning, we'll probably shorten our rotations and do uh, more of a fun, maybe Valentine's Day themed uh, math, writing and reading stuff. So I got something planned as far as uh, some percentages stuff with counting things and all that. So I will be sending home I just printed our class list, so I'll be making copies. So class list for Valentine's, exactly. Um, so you know exactly, excuse me, who to uh, write them out to and how many that we'll need. So that's what's leading us into next week. And then actually the following Monday, that's President's Day, we will not have school. So that'll be a three-day weekend, just something to keep, uh, keep your eye out for. So have a great weekend, and go Duke. And with that, my watch has ended.